rethink my choices. And one of those choices is men. So now I want to have a great romance before I die. I sighed. It wasn't voluntary, but I may as well have screamed. Gertie and Idabel both went silent, staring at me with those concerned looks I'd seen so much lately. I'm sorry, I said. I don't want to derail the festivities. You can't keep holding everything in, Gertie said. It's not healthy. She cried at a coffee commercial, Idabel said. It's not all in. Oh, honey. Gertie reached over and squeezed my hand. It's going to be okay. You'll see. And something to take your mind off things is just what you need. I know you're right, I said. It just doesn't feel like it at the moment. That's what I said, but I wasn't sure if the words were to convince Idabel and Gertie that I would be fine or to convince myself. I popped another cookie in my mouth and watched as Idabel stalked to the stairs and yelled up at Gertie for the fifth time in the past 30 minutes. If you don't hurry up, Idabel said. All of us and the catfish are going to be dead and it's going to be a moot point. Hold your horses, Gertie yelled back. It takes time to look this sexy. Unless that time is the time machine sort, you're wasting it. I grinned. We'd been parked in Gertie's house for two hours now, first creating the perfect backdrops for her new Facebook profile picture and then settings for some casual shots that she wanted to post different days. The last hour, Idabel and I had been mooning around the kitchen, while Gertie was upstairs, rendering herself into catfish bait. I couldn't wait to see what she came up with, because I already knew it wouldn't be normal or even remotely age-appropriate. Idabel stalked back into the kitchen and poured herself a glass of wine. If she comes down in lingerie, I'm leaving. There are limits to what you should ask a best friend to help with. I was just about to pop another cookie in my mouth, but I paused. Lingerie was something that hadn't crossed my mind, and now I was silently cursing Idabel for putting the image there. I thought she was supposed to look lonely, not desperate, I said, praying that if nightwear was involved, It was fuzzy PJs with cats on them. Idabel sighed. I'm convinced she has a funhouse mirror up there. You know, the kind where you see something completely different than everyone else, unless they're standing behind you. It could be worse, I said. She could be wearing flowered dresses with lace trim like Celia. Nothing could be less character appropriate. Idabel and Gertie's arch enemy was a particularly loathsome woman who had taken an instant disliking to me and was constantly trying to get me arrested for whatever crime had just transpired in sinful. Any minute, I expected a knock on my door and Carter to be standing there accusing me of being the catfish. Unfortunately, as Celia was currently the mayor, although contested, she had the ability to wreak more havoc than before. We were praying the election audit overturned the results and she would be ousted soon, replaced by the other candidate, Idabel and Gertie's friend Marie. Until then, however, Celia would continue her campaign to make life difficult for all three of us.
There are no clothes that are character appropriate for Celia, Idabel said, unless you count those demon costumes at Halloween. We could get her some t-shirts made. They could say something like butthole and have an arrow pointing up. Idabel stared at me for a couple seconds. That's not a bad idea. We'd have to drug her to wear it, but it might be worth sacrificing an ambient for. Idabel glanced back at the stairs. Not so loud. If you know who overhears, she'll be plotting a way to make it happen. Celia is enough trouble when we're not poking at her. I'd prefer to keep her at arm's length, at least until the election recount is over. If that recount doesn't come out in Marie's favor, you're in for four years of hell. If that happens, I predict an exodus bigger than the one Katrina caused, Idabel said.